Blog Talk Radio. I'm in town, 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 I'm to take it to the moon, let's go. I'm in town, 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 I'm in
who try to get into it, whether it be DJing or recording artists or even trying to get into films and, and things of that nature, uh, but haven't been able to accomplish what you've accomplished. So I just want to big you up and salute you, bro. Respect. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that again, man. Thank you. Really. Yeah, for real. Especially, you know, coming right out of New York. You know, that's where I'm from. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm I see. Like, from whoop, Brooklyn, whoop. right? <laughs> no, no, not even from Brooklyn. I actually live in Westchester County, and that's boo okay. for some folks, but I'm, I'm definitely familiar. <laughs> you know, they're I, like, That's Ooh. like the Boogie Down Bronx. That's just the Boogie Down Bronx, basically, right? <laughs> No, it's really not. <laughs> and, you know, and the thing about it, like, I, I don't really know anything. Of, really, I don't know anything about the Bronx, you know. I have a brother okay. that lived there. I have an Uber there. I don't know nothing about nothing. But um, I was definitely born and born and raised in Queens, and then I came okay. out this way. Yeah, so I'm definitely familiar. And I used to hang out in Harlem a lot. So, you know, that's where, um, you know, I hear you had a lot of um, early beginnings out there. Can you tell us a little bit about um, that? I'm born and raised in Harlem, you know. I've been in Harlem, yeah, yeah. actually Spanish Harlem, because a lot of people don't know it's two sides of Harlem. You know, it's, it's Harlem, mm-hmm. Central Harlem, and it's Spanish Harlem. I was born and raised on the Spanish side of Harlem, Spanish Harlem, and and my family lived in Harlem all our lives, you know. So, yeah, Harlem's my place. Awesome, and that, awesome, and, awesome. And it definitely influenced me to do all the movies. Like, you know, my last movie, East Side Story, that was about East Harlem. I wanted to um, give people a picture of the difference of East Harlem and, and West Harlem, you know. I wanted to show the difference. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. Well, DJ Big Stu, the first thing I, I, I always like to ask, because I know mm-hmm. it always leads, leads us back to the humble beginnings, is how did you get your name? How did you get the name? Oh, my name? Actually, my name, my homeboys gave it to me. I had, a, like, a thousand different names trying to get in the game before. <laughs> but actually, Stuart is my last name. So my boys just kept calling me Stu, 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 Stu. And people started saying Big Stu, Big Stu, because, you know, I'm tall and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. husky. So I just, it just stuck, and I just kept it, DJ Big Stu. But that, it really comes from my last name. But I'd I be having to fight my uncles over it because they be saying <laughs> they were the Big Stu before me and everything, you know what I mean? But, yeah, <laughs> That's how it came. It actually came from my homeboys. Wow. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Because I was about to say big, you know. I was about to say, you know, you are you in a petite. You know you in a petite, you know. <laughs> but in a joking way. Because I hate when people use, like, certain terms to describe people, you know. Big, yeah. little, skinny. I'm like, ah, oh, leave it alone. But anyway, I'm I big in hear... shape. I'm just a husky guy. <laughs> no, I know. I've seen Trying some pictures now. I've seen some pictures. I was checking you out, Stu. I was checking you out. Okay. No disrespect right. to your wife or whoever, but I was checking you out. All right. So, <laughs> so you grew up um, in the 70s and listening, you know, during the time of the 70s and 80s. Was that like the breakdancing era? Yeah, I actually was a b-boy. I was a member of a, a, a crew that was, you know, way before Rocksteady. Shout, shout out to my man, rest in peace to my man, Johnny Zip. I was a part of a, a breakdancing crew called the Floormaster Tots. And, you know, I grew up with DJ K. Slay. We was, and that's when, back when he was KG. And uh, he was doing graffiti with the Fabulous Five, you know, on the trains and stuff like that. I used to run under them. And I ran under, um, actually, Andre Harrell and them. But that's when they was like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde and stuff like that. I used to be what you call a flyer boy. Like, me and my boys were so young, we just give out the flyers 
to get into the parties for free back then. You know, because parties was only like 2 and $3 back then. So we was young, and they let us in underage and stuff. We was giving out the flyers. But, yeah, I started in the early hip-hop days and, and that's Definitely in the B-Boy days. I definitely was an early B-Boy, and that's like before Rocksteady and all the stuff you see in the 80s. This is like the original breakdancing crews, like when it just changed from the gangs had just stopped fighting to actually when there used to be gangs fighting, but then they stopped and they started breakdancing. I came from that time <laughs> back then. <laughs> I always wondered if that was real, with people just yeah, was, actually you know, like, I'm about to kill gang. you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was gangs. You know, it was like the street gangs, and then the dance came out, and all the street gangs was break dancers. But later on, you know, crews like, you know, got to give Rocksteady and them a shout out, and all the other groups that got it to like television but in a, in, a, in like I'm saying like 77 when I was a real young dude and into the early 80s it was like it was just a, a street form and it was just really for the b-boy term was like when you hear b-boy you think of breakdancing now but b-boy was the word for a thug back then the thug most of the b-boys was the dudes standing that's why run the MNC say the b-boy stands because those are the wallflower dudes just standing there looking hard in the party you know what I mean so mm-hmm. that's what it be <laughs> so I come back from then you know Back with mm-hmm. DJ K Slay and a few other cats that grew up in East Harlem back then, Black Rob, a few other us, you know. Wow. Yeah. What, what made you um transition from, from B Boy to DJ? Well, I, I transitioned to I've been into all forms of the game as a producer. I was part of a group, shout out to my man Rich and Keith. I was part of a group called Gangs of Funk back in the days and we were signed to a label that was connected to Warner Brothers. We got caught up in the um when they stopped the gangster rap thing, you know what I mean? When Calvin Buston was protesting the gangster rap and everybody was cleaning the house, so we didn't really get a chance to get our shot because our stuff was, we didn't consider it gangster, but they consider it gangster. So I, I, I did, the, I worked in the studios. I worked in a lot of studios. I, I was a intern on a lot of people's stuff, on a lot of top hit, hit, hit records out there. You know, I, I worked, I interned with Diamond D when he was um, doing stuff with the brand Nubians, and I did stuff with, um, Big Daddy Kane and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of a lot of people. So I, I had all facets of it. I was an intern in the studio. I was trying to. I was producing beats at one time. I tried to be a rapper at one time. And more further down, I became somebody that's more like a. I would say artist development now, almost like management for a lot of for a lot of rappers. So that's what I started doing later. Wow. Okay. Would you advise people, somebody who's trying to get in the industry, to maybe try to touch everything so they could get a feel for everything the way you did? You know, I would, and I did it by accident, but I actually would because, you know, when you, especially when you're doing an independent, because nowadays independent is the way to go. So you need to know everything. You need to know how to master your own songs. You need to know how to promote your songs. You need to get your own little distribution set up. You need to know how to make films so you can edit your video. The more you know, the better you are, you know what I mean? Cause, and the cost effective it is. And if you keep everything in house with you and your team, you know, you got a better, you got better time to spend money on more things that you really need. If you don't, then you got to spend money on everything, you know what I mean? So it's better to learn everything you can to me, you know? That definitely makes sense. But what you said, you know, I don't even know if you realize how powerful it was is that you said you interned a lot. And, I, you know, I can be honest with you, you know, I spend a lot of time working in the music industry and um, my parents didn't have a lot of bread, and I was going to college, and so I turned down internships to to work jobs to make money because I thought that yeah. was, you know, I needed bread. But mm-hmm. I, I think that if I could do it over again, I definitely would have sacrificed because everybody who ended up, you know, top people at labels and things of that nature, 
started off as interns. So I got offered an internship at Arista uh, at one point, and they was like, man, we can give you, like, train fare and buy you lunch. I was like, <laughs> I, I interned so for bad. free studio time. I interned. I actually funny. built the studio and interned for free studio time. I was with them when they built Calliope, like put the air conditioner system. I learned mad stuff because I ended up learning how to put an air conditioner system. I painted it, but you know, I, I, I would, I would, I, I would do it all over again because you know I met people like Tribe Called Quest, Fushnickens. I met all the top wow. hip hop. You know, the dudes, the dudes be saying that '90s hip hop. Everybody mm-hmm. was coming to Calliope at the time, so you know, I got a lot of inspiration from dudes. I became friends with, with Leo Swift, who was one of the top in, engineers and, and producers. He was also a member of a group called Trends of Culture. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I became real cool with Mr. Walk and Evil D. You know, they were behind Black Moon at the time, which was buckshot right. them. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 could, I could do all that over. I met Queen Latifah, met a lot of people in the Flavor Unit, and all that stuff helped me to learn and push me to do what I, you know, just kept me in it to do what I wanted to do, you know? Taking a little Absolutely. advice and seeing what people yeah. do. You know, and just put it to what that's I do. Interning ain't bad, point. you know? Absolutely. And so I used to go get people there, weed and all that. My intern <laughs> thing is bugs. They would send me to go I get know. the weed, go get the liquor. It'd be all type of stuff. Go, you know, yo, go get my sneakers from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was it was right. crazy, but I did it. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so just to... We cut in just for a second. Miss Gotham is now on the line. Miss Gotham, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. DJ How are you? Big Stu is on. So what's How your question you? DJ Big Stu? All right. Um, How what are you Hey, how are you? All right. Um, right. My, my, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, so, okay. My question is, what are your three greatest influences during hip-hop? Me, well, my three yeah, greatest influence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like I basically told you, my first influence was like the first rap group I ever saw, which was Andre Harrell and them, and they was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at the time, and they was in my project. Okay. Another thing was um, the graffiti, like I, I running under K, running with, you know, cats like K Slay and um, my boy um, Juanito and all of them who was um, doing mad graffiti. And that wall you see that they show on 106 in Park and all that, like that's right up the block for me. So like we that mm-hmm. we grew up tagged on that wall for real. So that right there mm-hmm. gave me the graffiti part of it. You know, and basically, um, mm-hmm. just the, the 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 inspiration. I got a lot of the music inspiration. My family, me, between me, my cousins, I got uncles that was members of the group Surface. I got another uncle that was a member of the group The Shylights. So my family always been into the music. You know what I mean? So we always it always got passed down to each every one of us. Like every single one of us do music or television some type of way. Me and my cousins. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Great. So yeah, so family is family, um, graffiti, and the early hip hop dudes who I see; those are my three greatest influences. So it's all, so it's all in your blood, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> nice. 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 About I like it. Back. Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> so I know that you was doing some public access TV. So tell us a little bit about that, because I know that you had like the underground, and um, yeah. you were playing, you know. The spill-offs from BET, correct? Am I correct in that assessment? Yeah, we was um we was um 
the we was on public access. Me and my other partner, um, my boy, um, my boy Fat Cat. Now a lot, his, he changed his name now. He's a taste of hip hop cooking. He does a little hip hop cooking show now. But he used to, used to be the Fat Cat Big Stew show back then. And um, we actually the ones that did a lot of stuff in hip hop, and we and we did a lot of crazy interviews. Like our one of our most famous interviews. Like we were the first people that interviewed Alberto Alpo Martinez, you know. And after that, then you got the Feds mag. After we did that interview, which blew up in Harlem. Next thing you know, you got magazines. You got the movie paid in full. But we were the first one. We had him and Case Slay on the show because he actually grew up with us in our neighborhood too, and we got in contact with him and was able to do the original first interview that he ever did from Federal Penitentiary, and we interviewed a lot of people that was in federal penitentiaries and a lot of rappers and that's what made us popular on the underground because we was doing that on public access and it was, after him it was like everybody started calling us and trying to tell their story so we didn't really you know we was really doing it more or less for like you know how when you, when you look at mob wives and you see the Italian people and they um have um things like when you see John Gotti and them they make John Gotti or certain Al Capone folk heroes in their neighborhood because they talk about even though they was monsters they talk about the good they did in their neighborhoods. So when we did that interview with him, we was trying to really get the people to understand about, you know, Alpo, Rich Porter, and um, AZ, and all of their crew, and other dudes in Harlem. They was folk heroes, too, young black guys, who was actually folk heroes in their neighborhood, even though that they uh, sold drugs enough, but they did other things in their neighborhood that made people love them. So we were just trying to do the comparison interview to that, but it changed into something different, and you see where it went now, to all the way up to the movie and all that stuff. But that's what we was doing really on the public access show and then we just went different ways you know we after a while we did that for a while we went different ways i went into managing and trying to make movies and he wanted to doing a hip-hop cooking show but we was on um public access for like eight eight years yeah mm-hmm. eight years we was on there wow amazing mr marvel yeah oh, so marvel i'm sorry yeah really no worries. Worries. um so <laughs> Let let's graduate into to films because I heard you doing you doing films now. Yeah, right now I got to join my boy Russell because you know I got the radio show, the Russell Stu show, and um, that's me and my boy Russ. We have a hip hop underground radio show where we deal with mostly um, helping independent artists. You know, a lot of new artists out there. We be trying to get them out there, um, you know, to, to to put them in the same light. Like, we might have a known artist on the show, but then we'll put some new artists on the show. And we do more interviews than just artists. We do books, authors, fashion designers, almost anybody that's into something. And then you can perform on our show. But then we did another show that we got coming out now that we're shopping actually to the networks, and it's called Stirring Up the Pot with Russ and Stu. And my son, Darnell, he's actually a chef. He graduated from Johnson & Wells, so he's a chef. So this show is based like when you come to our man cave when you don't see us on the radio show now this is our man cave and friends and guests come and they try out we got a wine company the Corsella 125 where we bring premium wines to people from nice. all around the world and um, you come to our you come to our spot and you sit there and have a uh, gourmet meal by my son and we interview people and we got a rooftop performance where under a nice full Harlem light you know. On the rooftop, it looks nice, and that's what we're doing on Stirring Up the Pot. It's really just taking what we do on the radio and just putting it in the, in the man cave and just bringing it home. So we, when we am I getting the invite, Stu? When am I getting the invite? Whenever you're in the city, you can nice. let us know. I gotta get my waiter so I can come be on the show. And eat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got to do. Whenever you're in the city, just on let the us know. You're there. That's All right. Four times a week, Stu. So, yeah. <laughs> 
you All can't right. get away from me. <laughs> tell Dom, just tell Dom to let me know. Uh, you contact us and we got you. All right. No problem. Don't be saying that now. So what are nah, you working real, on? Real. I know you said uh, you just uh, am about, you know, to release this show. Um, and everything yeah. that you have going on, and I love that because I got really excited about food and conversations and rooftops. <laughs> um, but um, what else outside of that, you know, do you have going on? Well, you know, I have the movie East Side Story that's out there. It was on Redbox and Netflix. Now it's like bootlegable now. You know how that is. It's bootlegable mm-hmm. now. Like the local <laughs> Chinese and African person got it now. It's all good. You know, just more exposure. But that's what we got. We, we, we're working on um, me and Mo Money. And I did that film with my partner, Mo Money. And you might know Mo Money. He's um, He was part of a group called Trouble Next 7 in the 90s. They were starting to step some records. And then he did a lot of songs with Mace and the Locks. Uh, before they all got down with Puffy, they was down with um, Nat Nelson, and they all had their own little crew called Die Hard Records. And then they all went and got set, you know, the locks went with Mace, went with Puffy, Mo and them went with other other labels and stuff like that. But they was all one crew. So I did the movie with Mo, and uh, we working on getting East Side Story 2 back. You know, we get ready to get that back going together and try to get that probably, hopefully, a little being that Red Box was our first Concord, maybe we could get it in the real theaters, you know, and that's our goal for that. So, you know, right now the film, the TV, and we got another movie that we're working on with my cousin Kappa and, um, that we get ready to put out. And we put out about three more films and a radio show and a television show, and that's it. And other than what wow. the stuff we do, and, you know, the party, and we got, a, you know, we got this party, if y'all, in, in New York City. We got the fashion show on September 30th, if any of y'all in New York City wine tasting. And we got um, one of the one of the guys um, that play the power going to be there as, as a host with us, too. So we're just doing some things. We're just grinding, trying to keep everything going, get the wine company pumping, and try to be, you know, young black entrepreneurs. Well, I ain't young no more, but my partner, some of them are. So we're just trying to be <laughs> black entrepreneurs right now. <laughs> you feel, you but what you're doing so many things, man. How do you find mm-hmm. time to, to balance the family? To balance. Like with your son um, being a chef and, and, and being involved with the show, it sounds like, it, you know, you did a good job. So I know that's something that a lot of people who have, a, you know, big ambition struggle with, uh, trying not to neglect their business and their ambition, but at the same time, you know, of course, not neglect the family. So have you got any tips for us on how you was able to do that? Um, it ain't easy, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you slip up and, you, you know, I got kids that'll let me know, like, you're slipping up. So, you know, there's been times <laughs> I slip up and just had to pick things back up and be a good father, you know? That's just honest in life, you know? When you're chasing a dream, sometimes you do forget the things you're supposed to get. So now I just make sure that I, like, I, it was it was an honor for me to be able to bring my radio show and do that with my son and do what he's doing, you know, stuff that he studies. So that was like, you know, for me, even if the show don't get picked up, just for me and him working together, I already won, you know what I mean? I already mm-hmm. won just by me and him having the opportunity to do that together. So, just, yeah, like I said, it ain't easy, you know what I'm saying? But I did it, and sometimes you got if you got a good girl and you got a good kid, that'll keep reminding you, like, you got a family. Yeah, you're chasing your dream, but you got to come back home, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. 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 And um I'm getting I was getting tweets on that being asked where can people follow you to stay in tune? Uh well, you know, I always tell people to go di- to directly to my direct pages. Like you can go to Facebook dot com slash Kev Stew and it's spelled K E V 
S T E W and you and you'll probably you'll see you'll see it. I got um that I'm with I'm with the dreamers on it. And you know then you can and you can go to Instagram, I'm I'm Beef Stew one ten and I'm Beef Stew one ten and Beef Stew spelled B E B E E F S T E W and you know one 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 zero and I and I and I accept all friends, you know. I be appreciate when people hit me up so people can hit me up all day. I say yes. <laughs> I'm sure they are hitting you up all day. I mean, with yeah. such a great spirit and being humble like that, I mean, I'll be talking to you all day about nothing. Like, what color do you think I should make my hair this week? You know? Exactly. You can't be successful. Go ahead. You can't be I'm successful. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, you can't be successful. No, I said without people, you know, supporting you, you can't be successful. So you got to appreciate them, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ms. Gotham, do you have another that question so since true. you came in late on the interview? Okay, you don't have to tell everybody. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg, what was it like um, working with Snoop? That's what I wanted to know. Well, I was curious about we- he was on our show, actually. That's how I went with him. And we, we, we um, at that time, he was with um, Master P and them. And he was and he was doing the things with the East Siders at the time. He was leaving Death Row, and he had a group the East Siders out. And we interviewed him. He came to New York and stuff like that. And it, and it was great. I was shocked because I'm a tall dude, and he was actually taller than me. So it really shocked wow. me. Like I was like, wow, Snoop is really tall. And he had a real major entourage. And you know, we went back to his hotel with him, hotel room with him, and chilled out for a little while. But it was a great interview and I you know and I always appreciate that because it was at a time when a lot was going on it was the east coast west coast going on and all that and he still was in New York City doing his thing so you know I give him much respect for that Absolutely. and he yeah. was real humble he wasn't like souped up he was like oh y'all come with me nephew y'all come to the hotel and gave us the interview you know we was like oh that's cool and we were chilling with oh, him oh wow that must have been an amazing experience yeah, yeah, it was. For you guys. Yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, anyone else has anything they want to put out there? Um, no. the, um, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Mr. Marvel. <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Marvel. I just, I, you know, I just want the listeners to to be able to benefit from his wisdom. You know, a lot yes. of people, uh, especially in our community, you know, um, we want to make it big, you know. It's only three choices a lot of us, you know, think about, and that's you know either the music or the movies or, or sports. And um, it's not, you know, it's a tough business, you know. And so I, I definitely want to all the listeners, uh, whether old or young, or you can tell your kids about it if you're old, if you're young. It's never too late for you. But about the power of internships, you know, that's how you get to know people, build relationships, you get to see how the inner workings are going, you get to uh, a lot of times listen in on conversations or just, you know, somebody just needs some help doing something, they like, come on over here, and you, that's how you learn and, and, and learn the people to be able to do things with those companies later on. And so um, I really just want to make sure that we are, are giving people as much of, of what you've learned as possible about this music industry. So if there's any tips you have uh, for anybody out here that I know with, you know, with the Internet and, and <clears throat> social media, things have changed a lot. Like you said, most people are going to go independent. 
And so from what you've seen, you know, if somebody really wants to uh, be successful in this business, you know, what are some of the things that they need to make sure uh, that they do? Believe in yourself because, you know, you're going to always have people telling you, you know, you're going to always have people who don't even do what you do, people that don't even be doing radio or doing movies and trying to tell you how to do what you do, you know, from the outside. So you got to believe in yourself and stay true to yourself, you know what I'm saying, stay humble, you know what I'm saying, and invest into yourself. You know, a lot of cats, you know, it kills a lot of cats out there in the rap game or anything, they're waiting for somebody to give them some money, you know, give mm-hmm. them opportunity. Go out there and create your own opportunity. You know, save your money. Well, whatever you're doing, just save your money. If you, if you and your boys got to chip in and stack it up together, y'all save your money and put it together and build your own thing and create your own opportunity. That's the biggest part. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to just sit there and wait for somebody to give you opportunity, it's a million of us trying to yeah. do it. A million dudes rapping, a million dudes making movies. Look at the web series thing. There's hundreds of web series on YouTube now. So everybody's doing their thing. The one who invests into themselves and, and hustle hard, them the ones that's going to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great, great advice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love it. Um, I love it. Your, what, do you, what do you think was, though, was your moment of truth where whatever was going on, whatever you was doing at that moment, you knew, like, this is what I'm about to do for the rest of my life. This is what I'm about to go hard at for the rest of my life. I- Remember I never moment? thought I'd be making films. That's why I got shout out to my man Mo Money because he kind of brought me into that. And when we made the film East Side Story, not only did it just made it to Redbox and you know Netflix, but we also you know pulled sent it to the Action on Film Festival in California and got two nominations. So that's when I said, Oh wow! wow. You know, I, you know, I taught myself how to do a film on YouTube. You know, to get two nominations. We didn't win, but we got you know best guerrilla film and best urban film. So I was like. This is it. If, if I could do this just taking a chance, I might as well keep on. There ain't nothing stopping me now, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And nothing's going to stop you. Please. Yeah, nothing's going to stop you. You're right. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to stop you if I don't get my invite. I'm going to stop you, okay? Nah, I'm you don't know. Right my little you. short behind? Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But anyway, guys, you know, I love the fact that we had this opportunity tonight, um, DJ Big Stu, because as someone that interviews, you know for a fact, you never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to yeah, hear do, yeah. until you have yeah, that conversation. On, I was on Blog Talk for a while. I've been there. I've been through everything. I know. I was on Blog Talk. We had Beef Stu Radio. We was on Blog Talk for like nine years. So mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But the reason why I'm bringing that all up is because, you know, I must say that I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I really did. This was like a really enlightening conversation. And the questions and the the responses to the questions were just so on point and enlightening. So like, you know, Mr. Marvell said, I'm hoping everybody got something out of this, you know, Mm -hmm. because I did. Thank, I did. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope <laughs> I did. people too. That's did. how I learned. Somebody just passed it on to me, you know what I mean? So that's all we're supposed to do is just keep passing it on to each other. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, DJ. Big Stu for contributing it. to our community, I mean, from 1997 until 
2017, you know, not giving up. You know, so many people start their projects like we all been saying, and then they just like, oh, I'm tired of this because it's not shifting and shaking and doing what it's supposed to do. But for me, the big thing that you said tonight was the fact that, hey, we put it into the film fest and we got this out of it, and, you know, hey, something happened, right? If we yeah, never yeah. did it, we never would have known what we would have gotten out of it. So it's definitely exactly. like. Yeah, it's definitely. Never be scared to um, fail. That, that's what stops a lot of people from being scared mm-hmm. to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what makes you successful when you when you experience that when you experience that fail first. That's gonna make you successful mm-hmm. and and push through more uh, more failures, and then you have a bigger success. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a quote. That, there's a quote that says, "Your biggest win is hiding behind that loss you're scared to take." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, that's hot. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> I gotta get that tattooed on my forehead. Anyway, DJ Big Stu, I know that you're. You know, you need to get your rest on and do what it is that you do. Create another something amazing, but I will be reaching out to you because the 30th, I'm trying to be at that fashion show. I'm not even playing. All right. So, so y'all I already, I already hit up show. my, okay, I already hit up Dom, so don't, I'm don't, on don't it. Say that. <laughs> All right. Y'all well, telling y'all, y'all Chicago, good. Y'all okay? good. If y'all here, y'all good. Okay. All right. Now we're coming Perfect. from Chicago, okay? Going down. We, we appreciate right. <laughs> We appreciate you. We appreciate Thank you, brother. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, All right. thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. All you right, too. bye-bye. You bye-bye. Too. Yay. So that was amazing and awesome. There was a lot of good information in there, and I really, really appreciate him giving us a call tonight. Guys, what's your thoughts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, has had enough success to be able to give some great advice, but, you know, not so successful um, that he's not humble enough to still do the show. Uh, the only thing is, I started at the end and started to start asking him about the hot topics since it's logic versus emotion because at the end of the day, <laughs> still a person with an opinion. But I was like, we didn't pre-warn him, so I'm not okay. Uh-huh. But I bet you he has some opinions about and some things to say about what's going on out here in the world and uh, some yes. of the things that we like to talk about on the show. Yes, absolutely. So starting with you, because you're my guy. You're my guy, my one and only guy, okay? So I need you to just tell everybody where they can find you to stay in tune. I so appreciate that so much. So definitely I'm on social media. You can find me on Facebook, my government name, and Yatu, N-Y-A-T-U, my last name, Marvel, M-A-R-V, as in victory, E-L, just like the comic books or the superheroes. You can find me on Instagram at Marvelous Since 1974. That's Marvelous, S-I-N-C-E, 1974. And on Twitter, I hate that I have three different names, but it's just my reality. <laughs> I'm, I'm I and Yatu. That was taken off of Instagram, though, so that would be my Instagram. I mean, that would be my Instagram name, too. And then finally, on Sundays, you can find me on iHeartRadio, the intellectual radio station, uh, the He Said, She Said talk show. I'm a co-host every Sunday, 2 o'clock Central Standard Time. We're a two-hour show. We like to have a lot of fun just like we do on this show. Where can they find you, Miss Gotham? Miss Gotham City, Facebook, Miss Gotham City, Washington, and Twitter, Miss Gotham City, Savage Goddess 26. Those two places you can find me really fast. Perfect. And you can find me right here. 
almost every night. <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> almost every night. All right, guys, it's been amazing. All right, I look forward to next Thursday. Thanks to all of those who tuned in with us this evening. You guys have to start pressing that one so we can get into a deeper conversation with you guys. I know you guys have some thoughts, but until next time, stay in tune because we want to be in tune with you. Good night, my loves. See you next week. Good night. 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 Good night.